Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Can We Still Be Friends, a podcast that tests the limits of the friendship between two people who mistake movie taste for personal morality. I'm Nate Goss here with Ryan Ebling, and for today's episode, we welcome our good friend Phil Vickers to join in the discussion of The Fast and the Furious, the action blockbuster from 2001 that spawned a hit franchise. The Fate of the Furious, the eighth movie in the series, was released this month and set world records in its first weekend. Ryan and I haven't seen any of the Fast and or Furious movies, so we started at the beginning, and we enlisted Phil's help to take this one head on. Upon its release, The Fast and Furious was an instant success, recouping its $38 million budget in the first weekend alone, and would go on to earn over $144 million in the U.S. It solidified the action flick careers of Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, and as Nate mentioned, launched a hit franchise that continues to rake in obscene amounts of cash. A few high-profile critics saw the action appeal of The Fast and the Furious, and subsequent movies have gotten no small amount of acclaim, though Vin Diesel's prediction of a Best Picture nomination for Furious 7 did not come true. So is there something special about The Fast and the Furious that sets it apart? Or is this movie granny-shifting, not double-clutching like it should? Keep listening. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. You almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky that 100 shot of Nas didn't blow the welds on the intake. Almost had me? Now me and the mad scientist got to rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. All right, so that was Dom, uh, Dom Toretto, played by Vin Diesel. Dominic. Right, Dominic. Dom's short for Dominic. Yeah, people who know him call him Dom. Right. I don't consider myself on a Dom basis with him, but... Uh, Well, uh, so Dom is putting Brian, newbie Paul Walker, in his place. After the street race. Yeah, after a street race where where Brian kind of embarrassed himself by... Fries his car. He fried, yeah, uh, blew the welds on... Fried piston rings. That's right. And uh, to talk about this movie, The Fast and the Furious, we brought which our we had never seen before. We've never seen it before, right? Um, I know that <clears throat> me being on a Dom name basis with him would indicate that I've seen the movie before, but it, I, I have not. Completely new to us. Um, we've welcomed our good friend Phil Vickers. Welcome, Hello. Phil. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you guys are welcome as well. Yeah, much, welcome. We appreciate it. <laughs> Glad to have you on, Phil. We we go way back. All of us do. Actually, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, In fact, uh, we go way back to, I think we started hanging out when The Fast and the Furious came out, 2001. Yeah, yeah, it would have been, uh, yeah, in college. Yeah. Yep. Phil, I, I don't want to oversell your, your your knowledge of this. Are you a Fast and the Furious I, expert? I Well, I, <laughs> yeah, some would say. Yeah. But uh, no. You've uh, published I, three papers. <laughs> yes, yeah, three papers. They were only 20 pages apiece. Yeah. So. Uh, but no, um, I have seen all of the movies except for the newest release. Uh. I the like fate to, of the furious. Yeah. You haven't seen that one yet. I, I, I Were have. you planning on it? Uh, I, yes, I will okay. eventually. Um, the people that I usually go to this uh, with, uh, unfortunately, they've moved across the country. 
Do you usually try to make a point to see it in theaters, though? Uh, for the last uh, three, we did. Okay. Um, before this, but uh, up until then, no. I just saw them on DVD. Okay. So you'd say overall, fan of the franchise, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. You don't um, go to see seven movies you hate, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Um, yeah. Uh, fan of the franchise, uh, I would put that uh, in quotations. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But fan? I think Which a lot part goes of that in, would you put in uh, I'd franchise? Put, well, each word individually <laughs> okay. in quotations with each word. That makes sense. I really want everyone to be able to take it however they feel. Yeah. I like that about you. <laughs> so that means you've got you've got a history with the movie. Um Nate Knight, like we, we don't we cannot keep saying enough. We have not <laughs> yeah, seen this movie weird. before. Um so what uh what what is your history with this movie in particular? Is the, it the first right one? Go into it? Yeah, yeah. Let's go into the, so yeah. Let's do our thing where we let's talk about our first time watching Fast and the Furious, which is really just just me, you know? Nate. Yeah. Just me watching. Nate and I. Yeah, I We've should say. I should say though, I've never seen this movie in its entirety. Now I did watch scenes in your dorm room, Phil. <laughs> I believe it. Back when we were in college, you had it on with your roommate, and I remember walking in and walking and out. It had been in what theaters in the summer, right? Uh, yes. So. I guess I had just completely missed the fact that it was even in the theaters. And so my first sort of knowledge of the movie at all was in your dorm room, watching a few scenes of it and then uh, leaving. That's probably <laughs> the best place to first see a Fast and Furious movie in is a, a dorm college room. dorm room. <laughs> I would say sense. that that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, sure. I remember specifically watching it uh, with a few friends um, in college just, just to see a, a car movie. That's the only reason we went to watch it. Yeah, and I thought it was fine. It was a it was a fine action movie. I've actually come to appreciate it more hmm. as the series have progressed. Now, just the first movie, or just the whole series? Specifically, in the first movie, but Re- because of more. the whole series. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I keep hearing more and more positive things from more and more people I trust about the series. I think that's part of why I wanted to watch this one because it isn't something that people are like, why are they still making these? People yeah. are actually like, and more people every time. I feel right. like it mm-hmm. grows. Yeah, yeah. Well, worldwide, I guess it's it, it didn't yeah. it just have like a ridiculous. It set the record. Yeah, yeah international biggest, biggest mm-hmm. worldwide opening ever. Ever. What was it? Do you remember? Um, it was a lot of money. I don't know. Probably probably hundreds <laughs> of dollars. <laughs> we're talking several. So somewhere upwards of, I'd say, 1300000 Yeah, uh, well, okay. For the record, it made uh, exceeded $500 million in its opening weekend. Wow. That's insane. That is insane. That's a lot of money, as we mentioned many times. <laughs> right. But, but how much is it? It's $500 million. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot, yeah. So your initial viewing mm-hmm. of this movie was not necessarily monumental. No. You you saw it. You don't quite remember. I, I didn't. It wasn't yeah. like you were seeking it out. You just said, nope. "Do you like typically like car based action movies?" I, I like chase scenes. You do. I do. I, yeah, okay. but I mean, more along the lines of like James Bond chase scenes. Sure. You know, classical chase movies. I always enjoyed those, but I was never like a gearhead or a car guy. Yeah. I just, did you like Gone in sixty seconds? I I, I did watch it uh, more than once. I only saw that movie when I was like, uh, when it came out and I was like 15 mm. and it has forever remained like one of the best movies I've ever seen because of my memory of how much oh. I loved yeah. that movie, like how exciting it was. That's how Con Air kind of was for me because yeah. I just saw it at this time where that was like the best action movie I'd ever seen. So and the yeah. moral of the story is any 90s movie with Nick Cage, <laughs> yeah. just don't watch it again. <laughs> don't watch it again. Watch it when you're 15. Yeah. And, just, and that's it. Yep. Never. And just you'll always have the memories. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so uh, wait, wait, let me let me ask before we move into this. I was just curious for you, Ryan. Oh. Did did you intentionally kind of avoid this movie, or did it just you know, never I may happen? Have. Or I, I may mean, have. why did why haven't you seen it? I guess. Is, I, I mean, it's. <sighs> I don't or know. any of them, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it was uh, slightly intentional. I, I, I was probably seventeen when this came out. Just beginning to get into my uh, film elitism. So, as a burgeoning snob, I, I couldn't see this movie. True. Um, and then it took probably a good eight years for that uh, snobbery to start declining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at that point, the movie was. Already, like, I don't know, the franchise was already three or four movies in. I wasn't, like, going to pick up on it. I don't know. It, it it wasn't something that I was being, like, bullish about. Well, and I should say, I guess, that summer, 2001, as far as action movies go, it was a bit of a doozy. I mean, that was when Pearl Harbor came out that summer. Which I did see. The Mummy Returns, Jurassic Park 3. I'm, I'm glad um, you're snobbery. I didn't see that. <laughs> Goes to the Mummy. No, here's, <laughs> here's, here's saying, what... Like, it's not like... It's not like blockbuster action movies were in a really solid spot at that here's, moment here's this, the is, thing. this is pre-marvel universe here's you the know. thing i had seen pearl harbor and the mummy returns i was not ready for the like, fast i was done you're, okay. you're spent yeah yeah those weren't those were not exactly getting yeah. me excited for further blockbustering yeah oh, oh rush hour two tomb raider boy a lot of subpar action movies <laughs> yeah. here yeah really <laughs> they're oh, cranking boy. them out yeah no wonder the uh, Fast and the Furious kind of stood out. It's uh... from that pack. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, did you purposefully avoid it? No, I mean, uh, like I said, I I don't even. I, I think it's because you you look at all those other movies I listed. They all seemed at the time so much bigger. Actually, Fast and the Furious would have been one of the more under the radar action movies mm-hmm. out yeah. of those. If you think Rush about Hour it. Two is like huge, huge. Yeah, well, so is the mummy. The mummy returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and I think for me. Um, I for I had seen a lot of those movies that we just listed off too, and I Fast and the Furious wasn't one of them. I don't think I really hardly even heard of it. And then when I saw it in your dorm room, Phil, uh, I think I was like, I think I got the gist of this. And then like I was kind of like, eh, I could take or leave it. I guess it wasn't sure. like I was. It's mainly just because it didn't have Brendan Fraser in it. Is why you were really you're like sure. you know what I can't at that watch point this. in Nate's life, yeah, it's, it's yeah. no Monkey Bone. I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go watch Monkey Bone because that has Chris Catan as well. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then after that, it's kind of like uh, they just kept coming out, and I was like, okay, uh, something must be in this that's and I, worth. I gotta seeing. say, and after, calling the second one too fast, too furious, kind of turned me off as well. It? Yeah, again, because yeah. they didn't say T O O. I think it has <laughs> like, to be with. I mean, with yeah, yeah. like that are, was it? What are we supposed to think? Is this a sequel, or are they actually saying they're yeah, going too fast and too? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I, I think as they kept going on, I was like, well, I'm not going to go in now. I mean, I have no yeah. idea what's going on. Absolutely. I feel like you'd really, you'd lose a lot of the character <laughs> right. arc. Yeah. So anyways, okay. I wanted to just ask if there was a reason you were no, intentionally avoiding not really. It. I mean, maybe for a time there yeah. was, but I, I, yeah, no. But we're stalling. We, let's, we are, let's, we are, we are. So let's, Phil. Let's get into what we think now as we've rewatched this. Well, did you, would you have rated it? What would you have rated it early on? Oh, I mean, uh, uh, if we're going out of five, two, two, five stars, yeah. 2.5 probably. Okay. okay. But still liked it. I enjoyed watching okay. it. It was. What I it know was. what it is. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's that's. I think that is why I am able to enjoy these movies is because yeah. I am one hundred percent aware of what they are. Uh-huh. I think even more so than they're aware of themselves sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why you're here. Like that's why we wanted to have you on. So do you have a new rating? Like, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, upon rewatching and also having the uh, more recent movies and in, in the more recent memory, I actually think that this one is stronger than some of the the more recent ones. Really? Yeah. I, would, I mean, I'd probably move it up to a three. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I know hey. I'm, not, I'm going crazy here, um, but sometimes you just kind of calm down. High octane, die, high octane rating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would probably move it up to a three as far as uh, you know. I, I, some of it's nostalgia, but most of it is. Um, I have my reasons. We'll, we'll go into those in yeah. a little bit. But yeah, Good. yeah. Okay, Nate. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not a great movie, but I'm. I'm going to give it a three too. Actually, okay. I'm going to say. Um, we we do this every time. I feel like, but uh, I'm just going to sort of do the Roger Ebert thing because it just seems like Roger Ebert's take was essentially my take. Which was when when Roger Ebert re- reviewed it, he said, "quote Not a great movie, but it delivers what it promises to deliver, and knows mm-hmm. that a chase scene is supposed to be about something more than special effects." Yeah, right. I mean that's about where I end it. So I, I mean. Fine yeah. car chase movies, still, you know, really, really stupid dialogue. Um, some really, really stupid plot elements, mm-hmm. yeah. which I'm sure we'll get into. But overall, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I give it three. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm with you guys, but I feel like I maybe liked less about it than uh, maybe you did. Sure. I, I, so maybe just for being different uh, and. Uh, being elitist still, <laughs> uh, going back to 2001. We'd expect no less. Yeah, you got to yeah. rep. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a two. Okay, Ooh, two okay. stars. Yeah, just two. But I, 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 I don't think that that doesn't mean uh, I won't get you know convinced or caught up in your excitement. In this movie, yeah, my <laughs> my dull excitement, yeah. my three star excitement, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that three star, that glowing three star restaurant <laughs> we all love eating at. So, so do we want to start with what we know is bad about it, or do we want to extol its virtues? I think it'd be more fun to go with what's bad about it. Okay, well, they almost go hand in hand, though. Okay, that's oh, a good point. Ooh, yeah. All right, all right. Well, you, well, let me just expound on on what you just said. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure it's in one of your research papers. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, it's in one of the. You can look at them at www. <laughs> the fastest and the furiousest. <laughs> um, no, I mean essentially, uh, I look at these movies as nothing more uh, than uh, a fantasy movie in a race car setting. It has okay. all the tropes. Uh, it's essentially a hero movie where the guy has to go and infiltrate and then finds out that the bad guys aren't so bad after all. Well, it's point break yeah. in cars. With cars, yeah. Can I? All right. I, I want to talk about some of the things. The first thing is how 2001 this movie is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was some great, great stuff. But it was also horrifying to see what 2001 was really like because sure. this movie could not be more of the moment. Oh, sure. The styling, like everything is the so... Biscuit. like Biscuit. Yeah. The, <laughs> I knew you were going to mention that. Yeah. The, Paul Walker's hair, I think, Paul is Walker's the hair. most yes. 2001 thing of the whole movie. <laughs> I think that this movie was probably out of date by the time it left theaters as far as its fashion and things like that. But one thing that I loved, just like little details, like they were stealing TV VCR combos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like some of that, uh, some of that top of the line technology. There was something kind of fun about seeing all that again. 
which I mean maybe isn't even a virtue of the movie. Because well, and it I know was just what something what, was doing at the time. But the, this even with the special effects and what and one of the things I do appreciate is that there's not a ton of CGI. Yeah, in this yeah, movie. yeah. It's it's it very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where there is the CGI with like the zooming into the engine mm-hmm. was like some really cutting edge stuff at the time. It yeah. just seems like really cheesy opening credit type stuff but, now. But or they, not, at the know. time though, oh, I sure. remember how oh, cool sure. that was because yeah. yeah. they used that in a bunch of action movies. They started using that. Yeah, it was sort of a thing that was copied. I think. Yeah. I mean that was something that, that was that was like neither something I liked or didn't like about it. <laughs> so maybe we can get into more specific. Let's talk about the things that this movie uh, could do better. The things it can do better. There you could. They are very numerous. You can name them. I mean they're they're there um, specifically. Obviously some dialogue choices. Um, you know, uh, like some of Vin Diesel's all dialogue like, choices. But but what I guess it, because I'm looking that looking at this within the context of the Fast and Furious movies, it yeah. almost becomes something like you have that uncle that makes the stupid jokes when you go home. Sure. When you're a kid, they're funny. When you're in a teenager, they're embarrassing. And then when you're an adult, you just appreciate them for sure. what they are. And that's kind of how I. It's feel. almost got its own vocabulary now it, as a franchise. It, it it really does actually. It has like there's line plenty of lines that people say from this movie and it's they have to know when they write them that they're silly they're yeah, che- they're yeah. cheesy but that's part of the appeal you know like yeah. i'm not going there for in-depth yeah. shakespearean so what's wrong Brian? nothing man i'm fine come on obviously something's off look i have my good days and i have my bad days just like anybody else ryan don't lose that cool of yours that's your meal ticket my meal ticket. Well, I, I can't pay for my own shrimp. I got the shrimp. No, see, that's one thing about me, Dom. You don't understand. I don't need handouts. I don't take handouts. I earn my way every step. I just gotta make a little something extra on the side, like you. What do you mean, like me? What's that supposed to mean? That's what I mean. What does that mean, like me? Don't. I'm not stupid. All right. I know that there's no way in hell you paid for all that shit you got under the hood. Of- I know there's no way in hell that you paid for all that shit that's under the hood of those cars by doing tune-ups and selling groceries. Well, let's just say, aside from perhaps the hero element of it, the plot in general of this movie is so ridiculously kind of underwhelming in a sense. And I don't mean that in like an elitist way. I mean the fact that like it's it's supposed to hinge on these them paul walker's character brian as a cop trying to figure out who's taking this stuff (laughs) and it sort of like makes you think it's going to be these this gang johnny tram and his gang for a while um and you're going with it and you're going with it but the whole time you're supposed to be questioning is it really you know dom and you don't know because they're wearing helmets and then just kind of is like yeah it is it is okay yeah and he didn't shrug he didn't know the whole time. Yeah, he's yeah. a pretty bad cop, <laughs> by the way. Can we just admit that? And so's their whole organization. Yeah. Like they're like, We're gonna we're gonna go in. He's like, just well, say yes. Don't do it. He's <laughs> like, well, no, no, no. I think you better go anyway. That's but I'm a telling good you. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. There couldn't have been a little bit of like a twist or something to make you think a little bit, I guess. I mean, like I kept thinking like, Am it can't I? be that simple. It can't be that yeah. simple that it's just Vin Diesel. It just and his, is it just is, it's just them. And I'm like, oh, it is that simple. Like yep. they thought it was them. It was, them. it was them. But that's actually part of one. Of, that's actually one of the things currently mentioned, like most often when people are watching the later movies, right? They're, they're wondering how these guys 
who are nothing more than like Street hijackers. Racers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're, they're like, like super spies yeah, now. Now they're su- international <laughs> super spies. Like everyone's like, how did Dom go from like running a crappy mechanic shop and stealing <laughs> DVD players to being like James Bond? Um, yeah, but that's you know what I mean. Like I said, it's it's it, I think it's scaled with budget. <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> well, and I think okay. So I was trying to um, I was I did do quite a bit of reading up on the franchise itself. Sure, and where it you're goes. trying to keep it to the yeah yeah. yeah. Well, and I was trying to figure out okay, like if I did want to keep going, what what actually happens here? You know, like what go, <laughs> what what goes forward? And you know, if the movies were really just like the Fast and the Furious, the mm-hmm. first movie, I can't see making eight of those. I'm like, it must go somewhere sort of bigger. And my understanding is it actually, I think it was around maybe like the, the fourth movie or so yeah. when the gang is kind of back. Mm-hmm. Because let's, let's, let's maybe talk about this a little bit. So Too Fast, Too Furious. There actually is no Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's not there. Really? It's, just, it's, it's, it's mainly it's a Paul Walker Paul movie. Paul Walker movie. I think he's got like a cameo. Oh, gosh. And I think it's like the worst movie of all of them is what I was kind of... And John Singleton directed, though. But it, really? is the, yeah. it, it is the first movie, though, with two of the recurring characters later. Ludacris. Ludacris yeah. and... Uh, Tyrese character. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Ava, Ava Mendez is in it too, I guess. Right? Yeah, but, but she's not... She doesn't continue through the whole series. And then Tokyo Drift is like nothing else. Like that's just... There's like one character that comes back. One character, yep. Okay. Yep. So now you're on to movie three already. And that's actually a pretty bad movie. I, I would say Tokyo Drift has... The, the main character they have is... In my opinion, he's probably the weakest actor, in it, which is saying something <laughs> considering the series. But he really is just there's nothing. And that's redeeming. Uh, uh, what's uh, Lucas Black? Yes, yeah, the I, Lucas I, Black character. I, I mean, I can't speak to his other movies, but I, I just know in that movie, it's really yeah. Tough. So, so what I was getting at though is, I, I guess in uh, Fast and Furious, which is the fourth movie, the yep. gang, the gang's all back. That's when actually when Vin Diesel comes back, and he's got top billing then in that movie. So something must have happened contractually or something because paul walker is then second build and then it kind of becomes a vin diesel action franchise i think at it does that point but really what i understand my understanding is that from really from then on it's they're more like heist movies it is yep 100 percent. so they kind of change completely as far as like what you're really watching it for although the cars are definitely still there so then it made me actually think i might want to keep going with this i might just skip two and three and just go straight into four it becomes more about this group of people who continue through the rest of the series yeah, um, and it's a focus on those characters as opposed to uh, stopping bad things from happening, or you know, it's not even a focus on the heist. It's a focus on these characters doing things. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it looks like in the Fate of Furious, Dom turns his back on the family. That's and if you know anything mm. about Dom, oh, um, he wouldn't. Family, yo, yeah, is the most important. We thing. learned that in the first movie. Absolutely, that, I mean it, that is. Core. I believe he yeah. maybe even says that. Multiple that's how you times. Know, that's how you know he cares about it throughout every because movie. you don't know anything about a character in this movie unless they say it about themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, how else are you supposed to learn about people? I don't know. It's certainly not through their acting. Yeah. Which <laughs> Paul Walker? <laughs> are we going there? He was worse than I thought he would be. He was more wooden than I thought he would be, and I thought he would be very wooden. pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe you just don't know a lot of guys with that haircut. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was really... Yeah, it's true. It felt like most of his lines were re-recorded. Like, mm-hmm. they're not quite matching up. Yeah. I noticed that with multiple characters, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when you get all those engines revving, how are you mm-hmm. going to talk above that? Paul Walker was really supposed to carry this movie. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. it was like a Paul Walker... Vehicle, yeah, 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 vehicle. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I, I believe the Paul Walker Vin Diesel friendship in real life, but I believe that they had to be friends in real life for them to seem like friends on screen because I don't think Paul Walker could fake anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but but I also don't I, I don't think the movie demands that they act the crap out of it. I believe No, but here's yeah. what here's what here's where that kind of the movie suffered for that. Sure. The, there was never any tension between them. From the moment they looked at each other, you knew they like were in love. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're talking about the the Dom character and the Brian. Character. Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't know because he he actually <laughs> like he says he loves the sister. So no, I know <laughs> you would yeah. hope. That well, here's sister. but here's the thing about that. Yeah, their date is all. So tell me about your brother. <laughs> yeah, like so. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess you guys are not. Like, I don't know. No. Uh, maybe it's just not even worth saying what's bad about this movie because, well, of course, it is. And it's, but it's not like, I, I got I mean, I, I wasn't sitting there going, like, ugh, this movie, it's just pulling me right out. Yeah. There were just things about it that I knew were going to be bad, and some things were worse than I expected. Well, like, I mean, I even remember sitting there going, how do these guys not get pulled over all the time? Not because of how fast they drive, but because they always drive in formation (laughs) down very wide streets. This is a two lane road. And there's like five cars pulling up in like a flying ducks formation, like everywhere they go. I'm like, okay, these guys, they must've like parked in an alley so that they could get in formation just to drive up to this guy's house. So yeah, there are absolutely just completely silly. um, Oh, oh, and how about the fact that, okay, so they race and Paul Walker, or Brian, yeah, destroys his car. They're the same person, yeah, right? With the Nas, with the Nas, Nas, yeah. And uh, it's pretty clear because Vin Diesel d- basically talks Tells about you. all the yeah, things yeah, yeah. That, that the engine went through. And then another character opens the hood and, and says, it's "Smoking," confirms and, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the cops come and everyone scatters, and Vin Diesel's running, and everyone runs away, and then Paul Walker pulls up in the same car and picks him up. I don't think it was undrivable. I think you could like he just yeah. burn out the Nas system and still be able to drive it. You don't think you think it was drivable? I was and like, didn't he just fry it his looks car? Drivable. Yeah, but my question more than is the car drivable is how did he know where Vin Diesel is? Because Vin Diesel took off in his car <laughs> and then parked in a parking garage and then started trying to walk away. So I'm like, wait, yeah, did- that's true. Well, oh. maybe in that moment, he really was a good cop. Like he could figure <laughs> yeah, out. Maybe he's, he, yeah. you know, if anybody can track somebody, <laughs> he got some clues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it, I guess it either, it either calls into question his motive and it, it, he should not be praised for that action because he stumbled upon him Yeah, or he's in, in inordinately good at tracking people. There's yeah. a, there's just stuff like that, that did, kind of bug me where it's yeah. like this is really stupid but this is like beyond stupid like just because this is the yeah. type of movie it is this is stupid because like you didn't want to think, think about, about it. it and it's not even that hard to think about it's like you just rewrite a little bit like for right. instance maybe he sees and, and even like the, the yeah <laughs> just have one shot where you can see him pulling into the parking right. garage maybe there got well, cut and they had but, to run away from the cops anyway so it's like well why did you even get out of your car if you were just going to have a car chase with the police anyway yeah. with a different guy driving and you're the guy who just won the race like yeah it doesn't make sense you're the last person in the world i expected to show up yeah well i thought if i got in your good graces you might let me keep my car you are my good graces, but you ain't keeping your car. You drive like you've done this before. What are you, a wheelman? No. You boost cars? No, never. Ever done time? A couple of overnighters, no big deal. What about the two years in juvie for boosting cars? In general, 
this movie is doing a pretty convincing job of making these people look kind of cool to me. But I see these kind of cars on 94 going north, <laughs> weaving in and out. And I'm always like, those reckless, reckless little bastards yeah, are going to yeah. hurt somebody. You know? yeah, you're real cool. Real cool. <laughs> real cool. Real cool. One of the questions that I was kind of asking myself is, you know, for all the reasons you just mentioned and all the other things that we said, a lot of this movie seems like it would be the kind of movie that would be one of those like, you know, direct to DVD or yeah. like movies that like don't get, first of all, mainstream theatrical release. Second of all, then get huge buzz and get huge franchises out of them. And I'm kind of like, well, so, so then what, what we have to admit there was something magnetic about this movie and what was it? And I think part of it, and, and, and obviously the cars are cool and it was a new scene that really hadn't been covered. We've obviously had car movies, but we haven't really covered like street racing of that type in a movie. I don't think up until that point. And it was a new scene. Nothing that was, that was cool. major. Yeah. Nothing that was major. And then the second thing though, I do think even with Paul Walker being as terrible of an actor as he is, um, I'm going to go back to the me watching it in your dorm room and just seeing the few scenes. I had not heard of this movie, yeah. but just watching the actors on screen, I felt like I should know who they are as actors. Mm -hmm. Like, whether it was the way they were filmed, the way they carried themselves, they seemed like they were shot as big stars. Mm -hmm. And they really weren't at the yeah. time at all. Vin Diesel had been in, he was like the voice of the Iron Giant. <laughs> had he, had he, he had done Triple X before that? No. He had, no, that's after. He had done um, Pitch Black. Yeah. But really, I mean, you're still talking very small time actor. Uh, same thing really with Paul Walker. Same thing with Michelle Rodriguez. These were not big yeah. name actors, but they yeah. felt like they should be when you watched them on screen. Now, I don't know if that's a yeah. testament to uh, the, the director and the way it's shot or if it's a testament to them. We're not saying they're good actors, but do they carry themselves in a way that's right. sort of attractive? Starish? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that makes this movie seem more important. bigger and more important than it really is. I understand your comment as far as that. Does it seem like a movie that would go direct to DVD? I, I believe, honestly, that that's more... Well, I guess I don't... I, my question, I guess, for you then would be, is that just because movies nowadays, the CGI is so yeah. much better, the graphics are so much better? Um, you know what I mean? Like, no, the I'm, quality I'm, I'm of the I'm almost entirely movie. talking about, like, the script. And, okay. like, the, you know... Because I, I, I see the CGI, the little bit of it that it was for what it is, you mm -hmm. know? It doesn't feel like a low-budget movie. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying low-budget. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just saying, like, it's got a very sort of, you know, schlocky genre type yeah. quality to it, like a almost B movie kind of quality to it, yeah. which that would be like your definition of a B movie. Like, well, but so, I mean, you, know. you could even go back the other way and say, think about the the action movies from the '80s that you saw, right. and I would say that this is actually a step up, even in script writing. I mean, where do you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all of his sure. one liners and stuff? That's what this mm -hmm. is. This yeah. is a. This is a. A, a step up from the 80s yeah. this is for a step up from Bloodsport. i mean but like every arnold schwarzenegger movie from the 80s every jean-claude van damme steven seagal like the action movies right yeah. and that's the thing i think that um chuck norris movies chuck norris and... especially yeah the dialogue has never been a focus i don't think no. that's what i'm saying I understand that. I almost i I don't even necessarily mean i don't know i just mean Better like plotting what, yeah the plotting mm -hmm. the 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 you know the transitions sure. and everything. It, it's yeah, a, it's it a, is very clunky. It's it's a clunky movie. So um, and dumb, so dumb. Just a dumb movie. <laughs> it's just. We I don't think we've said that yet. It's just dumb. It's not. It doesn't. It, but it, it also doesn't want you. It doesn't want you to have no, to. No. It does. Right. Right. They want. They literally want you to put a feed bag of popcorn on your face <laughs> and, uh, and just uh, depends on and you can just yeah, enjoy it. Fall asleep. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Did you pay? Good. 
It feels like exactly what it was, which was essentially the the director Rob Cohen read an article that he yeah. thought was cool, based on called, a true story. This movie, yeah, called Racer X, adapted by Ken screenplay, yeah. um, and brought it up to the studio and said, "I want to make a movie about this thing." And they said, "Sure, this is a studio." businessman making a movie about a thing sure, that he yeah. thought would sell. And you it know? definitely feels like that. Yeah. Um, and, and and he I watched some of the special features on this DVD that I watched. Because <laughs> no they showed how they did some of the car stuff, which no, was yeah. really pretty cool actually. That would be cool. But you know, you've watched him talk in these DVD I mean he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. It's, he's exactly <laughs> what you would picture of a guy who thinks this is super cool and just wants to make a lot of money off of it. You know? Okay. Um, that's that's what Hawaiian shirts say to me, by the way. That, that, the that guy thinks movies, he's super yeah. cool. I think Weird Al would have to have a talk <laughs> with you about that. Well, okay. Then I, I want to talk about some things that maybe not are like legitimately problematic, but things that I was sort of like, eh, like race in this movie. Mm-hmm. People are grouped by race. Um, well, and we, actually, we had an email yeah. from a listener, Eric, who, who said... Um, is this movie whitewashing? Because he said there's many people of color, yet the hero has blonde hair and blue eyes. And he said, also, this movie contains the phrase race wars without batting an eye. <laughs> it's a, a double on top. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. And uh, I want to slap you in the face with it. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, Okay, fine. Race wars. Maybe you just weren't thinking about it. But then, like I said, every team... Is grouped by race, but they, I don't think they're teams. I think there's, I think they're, they're allu- well, yeah, uh, alluding they're, to the fact that they're actual f- gangs. And if you are talking about but, gang culture, well, that makes sense. Okay, but Mia says specifically at the dinner where Brian only wants to talk about Dom. Uh-huh. It's not a gang; it's a team. Well, they're a team, just like motorcycle gangs are motorcycle clubs. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. yeah, semantics. But Dom's gang is is not. I mean, that's a diverse gang, right? Well, it's not all white. Sort uh, of. It's white and acceptably <laughs> Hispanic. Supposed for action movies. And whatever, <laughs> yeah, Vin, whatever Vin Diesel supposed is. supposed to be. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 from my understanding is that if, for the people who have really stuck with the franchise, mm-hmm. what I find interesting about that comment is that when you talk to even critics who really champion this franchise, they talk about its diversity as one of its features. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean... I'm glad to hear the franchise goes in directions, <laughs> so to speak. No, I understand, yeah. But at, as it is, it's just uh, they threw everything at the wall and they were they were seeing what stuck. And then it turns out they kind of sorted started sorting some things out. And instead of you know just more racing and random characters, they mm-hmm. kind of started forming more characters and their relationships, yeah. right? To a certain extent. It's an action movie first and foremost. Yeah. And then they fill that out with three things typically. Mm-hmm. Races, uh, barbecues. And product placement. And and, uh, and, specifically. and at some point, Simple. there will be a race where there is women in skimpy clothing. Okay. Uh, and as uh-huh. uh, the Michelle Rodriguez character uh, so nicely puts it, I smell skanks. <laughs> like uh, that becomes a thing. Like it, it, that she smells skanky skanks. ladies. Oh, well, yeah, skanky ladies at car races is apparently a staple. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I was every scene. Mm-hmm. The the establishing shot is women dancing on something. That has not stopped. Okay. That does not stop <laughs> through the motif. whole series. It it's, really it's, continues. It's well, but here's the thing, though. My understanding of those race scenes in at least this movie was yeah. that they were pretty much just yeah. uh, getting people who are actually part of the scene together and saying, really? do what you do. Yeah. Yes. 
this is for the movie really what happens i guess that's that was my understanding i've read it both in an an article that was talking about the movie and in the special features where they talk about how they did these scenes not like what do you wish would happen and they were asking a 13 year old boy that these were people part of the scene like these were actual racers who showed up and actual people who come to the scene and i thought that was actually something that i wouldn't have known Mm -hmm. about the movie but that now that i know it is kind of an interesting almost documentary thing about it. Like it was this thing that wasn't really known about until yeah. this little article. That's true. Yeah, I mean, but that is an aspect and of it's just a whole the culture. Th- this the whole street racing thing, I'm not I I can't say I was like really into it afterwards, but what I do find interesting about this type of racing that I think makes it fascinating to probably a more broad audience than maybe like a NASCAR movie. Yeah. <laughs> and this is talked about I actually read the Racer X article that this is based off of. Um it talks about this being a very uh, like a meritocracy, like because it's not these really expensive cars that people have to, you know, be privileged to have. These are people taking their Asian import cars. These really, like my Honda Civic that mm-hmm. I have, right. you put a few thousand dollars into it and you know what you're doing, you can like make it look really cool and ride up against the best uh, mm. if you know how to drive. I'll read a line from this is from Racer X uh, from the article that was in Vice, May 1998, that the movie's. Based off of, written by Ken Lee, uh, said young men have been fascinated with tweaking and tuning big block Chevys and Mustangs since the days of Rebel Without a Cause, but the new guys wouldn't be caught dead driving the gaudy, muscular beasts of yesteryear. Instead, they're tricking out low-buck Japanese imports like Honda Civics and Acura Integras and tattooing them like skateboards and new speed and gritty car parts stickers. By stroking the engine, adding a supercharger, and hitting the juice, nitrous oxide, a gaseous liquid once used to boost bomber planes in World War II... Mm-hmm. They can smoke the herb in the IROC at the stoplight. <laughs> and to do it with a puny four-cylinder rice burner that your mom would drive is downright arrogant. Like, yeah. there's just something kind of cool and different about that type of racing movie. Did you guys never have, like, people, like, you know, like the, the gearheads and stuff from your t- Did they not hang out in parking lots with their cars and, like, show each other their yeah, cars? Yeah, that they happened did. at the, the 50s McDonald's in, in, in the town they up here, like, you know. But they would just show them. They didn't, like, have a yeah. DJ. Well, no, no. Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah. I mean, but there is, that, what I'm saying is there is a culture around on. those where they, yeah, just, they will just show up in a random place. Yeah, and right. just, just stand outside their car. And, and talk to each <clears throat> other about their cars and stuff. Yeah. So that is, a, I mean, like, when those guys are walking up to him, like when initially when Paul Walker goes to the races, right? Yeah, they're they're at, they want to see what's under his car. They actually are interested in in the you know. I think that those aspects are accurate. Yeah, right. If that's the truth, that's of fine. The, yeah, I don't have a problem with those scenes. Those scenes kind of hold together pretty well. Said the dialogue's <laughs> stupid, but like. Well, okay, so maybe we I, I'll say everything else about it. Like this movie is just a pure adolescent fantasy, which mm-hmm. yeah. Not just it just it's just a pure fantasy because yeah. there's still many adult men, not myself necessarily, but there are right. many adults that this would still be their dream to get into a souped up car and race down a street. Like that's yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, it may be an adult dream, but it's still an adolescent one. I, like, I, uh, but I guess by me calling an adolescent dream, I'm 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 it's a value judgment, and I'm saying that there's something wrong with it. I guess yeah. essentially, if I'm saying that, so I guess I my question is: well, is there something wrong with it? I I I go back and forth between thinking too much about this movie and uh, yeah. just letting it be what it is. Well, let me let me ask Which you this. Which obviously I'm going to do. I'm not going to go back and edit it. Sure. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this though, because I think let's let's even take another movie that you could also call sort of an adolescent or male type fantasy. That this would get. We've already kind of compared it to Point Break. 
Yep. I remember you you recently watched Point Break and you actually said you liked it. So I what did. Was, so what was different? I guess that's another approach to this is let's take another movie that's kind of doing the same type of thing. Why is that one a better one than this one? I think the biggest difference How much objectification of women is there in Point Break? Not a ton. Stan- right. Standard no. standard amount for actually, a Keanu I don't Reeves think there's vehicle. Much at all. No, no. I mean he's got his girlfriend <clears throat> and I mean, I think uh, I I really think that that's a large part of what bugs me about this movie. That that like women are at one point a prize; they're like just backdrop. Like you know, they that is how they choose to transition. And like, well, I, women are one or the other. They're either trophies, sure, or they're Michelle Rodriguez and or Mia. they're strong. Yeah, right. And I I think that's probably the biggest issue I have with it. But I think the point break, there's genuinely a question as to how Keanu Reeves is going to handle things. And whatever he picks, it's like... Probably going to say, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's probably, yeah, he's probably going to stare vacantly is how he's going to handle it. <laughs> but which side of the screen is he going to stare at is the real well, question. Well, that is a, but that I mean, is a question. Like, so his relationship with Patrick Swayze, like, it's pretty clearly telegraphed. Like, yeah, he's very clearly drawn to Patrick Swayze. And yeah. the, the movie, though, still has the question... Is he going to turn him in? If he does, what's going to happen to their relationship? If he doesn't, how is that going to pan out? Like sure. there, there are genuine questions. And this movie could have raised the same questions and just is like, you know, forget it. Yeah, they were lazy. We're just going to yeah. do what we're going to do. The yeah. cop aspect was pretty lazy. Yeah, yeah it was pointless almost. Uh, like it would have well, yeah. been as good to just be a guy who really wanted to get into the scene. Or a journalist. Yeah. He's writing sure. an article. Right. About and he gets guys. caught up. That's actually a lot better. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Got an idea. Point Break, I I really don't remember what his relationship with his supervisors was. But in this movie, I'm like, he's got like a ridiculously low level of accountability. Right. Well, they're also pretty bad cops as well. (laughs) They just make really stupid decisions. Lab says the skid marks came back the same. Mashimoto ZX tires. So we know that it's somebody in the street racing world. We don't make this case soon. The truckers will take matters into their own hands. I tell them we're close. You're going to make me a liar? Look, what do we know? We all know this world revolves around Toretto, right? Now, I'm not saying that he's necessarily the one that's popping these trucks, but I can guarantee the both of you that he knows who is. It's just a matter of time until I win his You want time? Find the magazine. We don't have time. Just get me something I can use. And so, I mean, whatever. It's it's never it's never fruitful to say this movie is not a different movie, you know. Yeah. But like, it is why it's two stars for me because it there's too many it just shrugs in it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Eh, they don't care. You get it. Yeah. You're fine. Now, what what they're saying they don't care is they just really want to see the car chases. Do you think those hold up? Do you yeah. did you enjoy? It? Were they well done? Well, you yes. Uh, for for for. Four cars driving straight for 0.25 miles, they made it a lot more exciting than they probably are. Well, that was one of the chases. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know, I know, I know. Because yeah. no. that was actually one of the things that it's, struck me upon they had rewatching. The there are, there are, with the there are a few the of them. Yeah, the, the, there yeah. are a few quarter mile races yeah. in the movie. It's not yeah. just one. Sure. But yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Everything else, they did do a really great job. And people like jumping from a car to a truck. Well, just the practical effects, actually. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I was going to compare it to. Because really, the, the modern movie you, you can go compare. Mad Max? Well, exactly. No, but it really yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, anytime yeah, you sure. can use the practical effects, I will say this though: I, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe as the movies progress, they actually do get more um, ridiculous and kind of have to move away from some of the practical effects. Obviously, because some... that's the appeal of this movie to me was that there was a lot of practical mm-hmm. effects. Surprisingly, 
I didn't even remember there being like this many. Yeah, I was like thinking they these were incredibly choreographed scenes because yeah. that is a lot of cars, a lot of moving parts that they did terrifically yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. The movies do get more outlandish and they do have to resort to CGI a little bit more later on. But I was reading uh, T- Todd Vanderwerf article in Vox going through all the different Fast and Furious uh, movies and, sure. t- and, and defending them pretty much and saying that even throughout – Whenever possible, they still stick to they just practical effects, real cars crashing. When when you see a car crash, you are seeing the real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the later movies, when it gets more and more ridiculous. Which I think are things that because we because so many things nowadays um, do use CGI for every little drop because it's cheaper than setting up a practical effect a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially when you're talking about whole cars and mm-hmm. things. I think that because we're used to that. When it's practical effects, it does seem more like you look at it and go, "Oh, that actually seems real." I'm not sure why, yeah. and then you realize mm-hmm. it is the practical it effects. Different, it yeah. does feel different, and that is really what what so many people are talking about with with Fury Road. Yeah, and that I I mean Fury Road is just it sets the bar so high. I, yeah. You know, you really can't you almost can't compare them, even though they're both car movies. But you know, the franchise should get some credit though. You know, for for really kind of having that all along. Um, yeah. and and I don't know how much actually they've uh, sort of progressed as far as what film film has been able to do with those practical effects and i'm sure they've sort of invented some techniques and things that hadn't been done before that maybe fury road even copied i don't really know you know this is also a culture though if i may like i mean like as far as movies go um this is a culture that i am not in at all i've never been a car guy really i feel like if we if you had grown up being someone who worked on cars this movie would even be you know, there'd be yeah. other things to More draw special. you to, to yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a, a, a to its credit that you don't have to be yeah. a gearhead right. to at least understand, well, there's some jargon there, but I, I get the idea, you know. I don't know if Vin Diesel understood the jargon he was saying when he was saying it. <laughs> you, had to, you just had to work it out phonetically. Like, yeah. I mean, the guy played D&D, guys. I mean, I, he's more like me than he is. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this movie is not just for gearheads because, I mean, it's a huge – and it's obviously not just for 15-year-olds because you don't make $500 million in a weekend mm-hmm. without several adults, a handful <laughs> of adults going to see this movie. Why are there movies like this? Like, what itch is it scratching? I don't think – I don't. I mean, does, is that question even too – It's comfort Thinking food. too much. No, it's comfort food. Right. I, I think that – but that, I, I think if you try to think of it – when you dissect it, yes, it's obviously imperfect. But sometimes you want to just go eat horrible crap from yeah, yeah, Taco yeah. Bell. I got you. But what what itch is that scratching? Like what? Uh, the itch for me that these movies scratch. I know what I'm going to go yeah. see mm-hmm. is I'm going to go see cool car races in a heist environment. It's it's essentially uh, entertainment light. Well, you're yeah. a James Bond fan. What 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 is just that scratching? I know. So you know, like, what is the, what's that doing it for? What's Marvel doing for you? Other than, I mean, Marvel might be easier to outline because it's dealing with a lot of heavy themes and things, and you can make a case. And for, because I read comic books, like, there's 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 kind of a lot going into that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but to me, like, uh, one of the things Todd Vanderwerf called it was a was was a glorious soap opera yeah. with motor oil pumping through a heart measured in horsepower is how he put it. <laughs> but I mean, it is a good question because there is something that's. You can't even really say it's uniquely American because this is no, making international right. box office. You know, I I don't know if this is just catharsis. Like, are people? If it's catharsis, is it just like you're not going to do any of this in your day to day life, and you watch somebody do it, and that's that's like all you'll need? Um, I feel like 
maybe just at 32, those desires don't ring as true as sure. they did when I was 15. I do and have historically liked James Bond, but even now I'll watch some James Bond. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Part of it, I think, goes to, it's almost a very visceral sort of movie thing of like, I want to see stuff on screen I can't see in real life. And that's where the practical effects really do come in. Like yeah. it's, it's going back to like early, early film days. I right. want to watch a film. I want to watch a train come at me, you know, like yeah. the early, early days where and this people, movie has that, where people it's would be scared because they had never seen that before. But you'd even touched on it earlier when you, uh, you had spoken about how it, the movie does a good job convincing you that these people are cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you even take it, even simplify it even further then what specifically are you getting out of this movie i mean what you're what you, what i when i go see this movie i want i know that the good guys are going to win first off right you know that they're going to be cool mm-hmm. you know there's going to be a cool soundtrack right. you know what i mean like it's it's, it's, it's yeah right, let's not push well, it okay listen <laughs> so, i had i had a limp biscuit album probably around that time so i i can't be too hard on the fact that they use <laughs> rolling in uh the soundtrack yeah I mean, I get it because there are movies. I've, uh, so I was trying to figure out what are the movies where I switch off my brain and I just watch it, you know, because yeah. I, I, like I said, I yeah. saw Gone in 60 Seconds when I was young and I really liked it and I, I don't regret liking it. Maybe this movie would have excited me the same way. Like I would have been like, yeah, that's awesome. I want to go race cars. And if that's what the movie's for, is that enough? To just like existence, is that okay if that's enough? It's enough I, to make a three star movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's it. The, the, the reason that's three stars is because they were honest about what they were making. Yeah, we're making a movie for you to just come and just bug out to for right. a few hours. You know, like we're not trying to change. Yeah, I, I don't even think I, when they made it, I don't even think they thought it was going to be huge. Right, I think that they hoped that it would be popular in the theater but yeah. do you think i mean, I mean it, it was 38 yeah. million dollar budget it wasn't like they threw yeah. all their money no, at it wasn't it. water world it was a right. safe bet i think for the studio like yeah. we don't got to throw a ton into this and there's probably going to be an audience for it we'll get some names yeah. that you know are up and coming coming and, off that uh, she's yeah. all that hype yeah that just shows his versatility he can play the hero well, oh that's true he can play the villain we didn't even talk about she's all that enough for <clears throat> i guess it, it, sometimes people just need to see like Hot dudes seducing hot chicks and they're like <laughs> awesome cars becoming bros. The music's loud. The colors are bright. The but emotions the are like simple. And it's just, uh, that's fine. It's even, it's almost like enjoyment on a primal level. You have to shut off the brain. It's more like I'm watching this movie for my subconscious. <laughs> like I'm watching this movie. <laughs> so I, it could just be some diodes that you could just put on your head. And So uh, how are we feeling? I, I feel like maybe mutual understanding on, on one, on one uh, corner of this triangle. I, I'm not, maybe I, best buds. It doesn't bug me along that, that you don't like that you don't like. And 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 I'm perfectly fine with you having a two star rating. On okay. This. Uh, uh, with the, yeah. Would you Would you give any other Fast and Furious movie a chance? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You would. Like, actually, you, you, yeah. 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 You'd be willing to say like because, um, it was so dumb. But I like you said. I mean, I just did, I just kind I was, of enjoyed myself I was with it. Yeah. I, I, I was I was watching it. Uh, yeah. I was not I was not necessarily like distracted. I. I was distracted by what was happening in it, but I was still watching it. I would probably skip Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift. Uh, yeah, that's my plan, actually. Okay. As I think I'm going to jump straight to four and see how it goes. I, I, yeah, so I don't disagree I th- with anything anybody said. Yeah, no, I think like mutual it. understanding is a good place to leave it. I, I, okay. Is anybody going to change their star rating at all? Nope. No. 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 I think a solid number two <laughs> is a really good way to sum up Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Let's switch gears. Uh, Richard Gears. 
<laughs> that's switching gears. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> different gears. Let's go into different gears and uh, talk about our next episode. Can we still be friends? Yeah, but before we uh, move on to our next episode, we do want to thank you, Phil, for yeah, coming yeah. on the show and showing us uh, how to be fast and furious. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm an expert. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, thanks yeah. for having me. I guess it, it, was, it was a wonder to watch you be fast and furious. Mm-hmm. In the, in I've never the, seen anything so fast furious. or furious. Well, it's almost too fast and too furious. <laughs> Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we need to have you back sometime because yeah. you bring a lot of joy, Phil. <laughs> I do. I do. Sacks of joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we, we should still talk about what we're going to do next episode. <laughs> uh, and uh, remind me again what our connections are. With the, with the next episode? Yeah. All right. So we're looking at uh, this. We're doing anniversaries. We're looking at what has come out in the past. Uh-huh. Movies. We're looking at 1977, but we're not looking at Star Wars. No. But we are looking we at are 40 looking years ago. To the stars. That's true. We've never, we were just talking about how we had never really done much sci fi. Or any. Or any. True. In that's not much. Episodes. Yeah. None yeah, is right. not much. I would say that's kind of saying the same thing using sure, slightly sure, different sure, language, sure, sure, sure. but uh, we're looking at uh, movies from 1977 that fit sci fi and that are not Star Wars. I mean, you, you, you can uh, introduce this. What are we going to We're going to be watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, Spielberg. Spielberg. We We've did done, Hook. We did. But I feel like Hook is not, for many people, classic Spielberg. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Hook is not your, your E.T. Right. Your, your Jaws. Right. Hook notwithstanding. We've gonna, never done a Spielberg movie. Yeah, and and as Phil was saying as we were talking about doing this, that we really have never gotten our Richard Dry fix. <laughs> That's true. So we haven't really I'm talked glad, about Richard Dry. I'm glad you brought that on mic because it needed to be. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited to watch it. I haven't seen it in a while. You I haven't seen it since you were a kid. I was I, like 10 years old when I saw it. Yeah. So And it kind of freaked me out, although I don't really think it's the kind of movie that would is supposed to freak you out. I don't believe so. So I don't know. It'll, it's going to be a totally different experience for yeah. me this time. Should and I'm excited fun. to watch it. Should yeah. be fun. So we uh, always encourage you to watch the movies that we're going to be doing with us. And we also encourage you to uh, let us know what you think of the movie we're going to be doing, any of the movies that we have done, yeah. uh, this movie, Fast and the Furious, that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, Phil, you have any thoughts on Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Not one. If you do want to get in contact with us, leave us some feedback. We've got a lot of different ways to do that. Too many, probably, but... Probably. It's a little cluttered. But uh, we're going to list them off anyways. We've got Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you tweet. Yep. At CWSBF mm-hmm. is our handle. Yep. Uh, we've got Facebook. If you Facebook. If you do that, right. We've message. Got... If you status message. If you wall post. Okay, yeah. If you need to have a weird verb for it, yeah. If you wall post. <laughs> You can email us. Make that weird, Nate. If you email. That's not that weird. No, it's not. Um, but that's that feedback at canwestillbefriends.net right. if you're the emailing type. Yeah. Uh, there's always our website, canwestillbefriends.net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you surf the web. And we have a phone number if you voicemail. The, the number for that is uh, 847-306-9532. Um, we do encourage you to give us a call. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> we, would, we would love it. No, no, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, maybe, sure. Yeah. Phil's still here, for those of you who are wondering. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. And go ahead and, and, and reach out to us. We, we would love to hear it. Um, 
And uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for listening to our episode 51, Fast and the Furious. And we will catch you next time when we discuss uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Make sure you get the right version. Thanks for listening, if you are still listening at this point. (laughs) See you later. Bye. You know, they say there's no such thing as a dumb question. (laughs) Boy, we really tested it tonight. Yeah. (laughs) I could probably come up with dumber. I was kidding. That's good. That's a good question. Good question. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let me do it. Hello and welcome. <laughs> I, I'm seriously just sitting here. I'm not doing. Damn. Thing. This never happened before. All right.